On today's show, China accuses Nissan and Hyundai of cheating on electric car subsidies. The EPA wants stricter fuel economy standards after 2025, and a startup from British Columbia beats Elio to the market. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for September 9th of 2016. Yesterday, we reported that China is cracking down on car companies that broke the rules on its subsidy program to develop electric cars. We said that none of the major automakers were involved, but we were wrong. Today, China announced the names of another 20 automakers that were caught, and two of those companies are Nissan and Hyundai. Geely, the company that owns Volvo, was also named. Chinese authorities are hopping mad. Reuters reports that the China Association of Automobile Manufacturers says this is a blow to the automotive industry and warns that this is going to have, quote, a large impact on the country's policy enforcement. And we take that to mean the authorities are going to start an industry-wide crackdown on all kinds of rules and regulations. Today is the day that Volvo starts using autonomous XC90s in Gothenburg, Sweden. Volvo calls the program Drive Me. At first, engineers will test out the cars to make sure they work perfectly. Then they're going to turn the cars over to the families. Eric Kohling, a senior technical leader at Volvo, explains why. We have to study with normal everyday drivers. Because we as engineers, we test the technology. We, we find out if it's working according to specifications. But it's not really about the technology. It's about how ordinary people use a self-driving car in daily life. About how people drive their kids to school, to their work, and we want to learn how they would use the time that we free up. When they don't have to drive, they can spend the time on something else. Exactly what? We don't know, but we will find out. And you know he's right. Engineers always test things properly. When you put the cars in the hands of the everyday public, anything can happen. Volvo says it will start the Drive Me program in London next year and will offer it in China in the next few years. Uh-oh, Elio. Looks like you have some competition. Canadian-based Electromechanica Vehicles Corporation just unveiled this very Elio-looking three-wheeled EV called the Solo. And that's an appropriate name because it only sits one person. It's powered by a 16.1 kilowatt-hour lithium-ion battery, has a range of 100 miles, a top speed of 80 miles per hour, and produces 140 pound-feet of torque along with 82 horsepower. The company is now accepting fully refundable deposits for the Solo at its website, and is aiming for delivery sometime next year. It retails for just under 20 grand in Canada, which translates to about 15,500 US dollars. That's more than twice the base price of the Elio, which is powered by a three-cylinder gasoline engine and can sit two people. Assuming that customers are even interested in buying these vehicles, this could be an interesting battle to watch between these two companies. Don't you just love clever names for paint jobs, like White Knuckle? Well, that's coming up next. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. With the Paris Auto Show right around the corner, more and more automakers are teasing what they're going to reveal, and Lexus is the latest. It just released this image of a new crossover concept called the UX which comes from its European design studio and continues the brand's jagged-edge styling theme. Interesting name, UX. In the auto industry, that refers to user experience, 
we wonder if this hints at the kinds of touchscreens and connectivity that will come in this car. You know, Dodge may have one of the most wild color palettes of any car maker in the world, and now it's dipping back in time to revive some colors from its past. You may remember we highlighted a few of these shades during the Dream Cruise, like Plum Crazy, Go Mango, Redline Red, and B5 Blue. But there are so many more! Names like Yellow Jacket, Blue by You, and White Knuckle will all find their way back on Dodge vehicles. The colors won't be exactly the same as the old ones. You'll notice they're more chromatic and have more gloss and sparkle. Click on today's link to see all the colors that will be making their way back to dealerships this fall on 2017 Challengers, Chargers, Vipers, Durangos, Journeys, and Grand Caravans. The Porsche 918 Spyder is one of the fastest hybrid vehicles in the world, and the knowledge that went into that is making its way into the new Panamera Hybrid. Under the hood is a turbocharged 2.9 liter V6 engine that's mated to a 100 kilowatt electric motor. Total system output is good for 460 horsepower. As you might expect, the Panamera E-Hybrid is pretty darn quick. It hits 100 kilometers an hour in just 4.6 seconds. And that's thanks to all the electric power being on tap the moment the driver hits the accelerator pedal. On the previous model, the pedal had to be pressed down 80% before additional power from the electric motor kicked in. But just in case you want to be a little more green-minded, the car can travel up to 50 kilometers, or about 31 miles, on pure electric range. The new Panamera e-Hybrid will debut at the Paris Auto Show. Coming up next, automakers are arguing they can't meet the 2025 CAFE standards, but the EPA is already looking way past 2025. At Bridgestone, our engineers want to help make sure you're not stuck on the side of the road. Our revolutionary drive guard tires are engineered to take a puncture and drive up to 50 miles. Ready to go. Watch the Olympic Archer demo at BridgestoneTire.com. Automakers are going through the midterm review of the 2025 fuel economy standards. But what happens after 2025? On AutoLine this week, John sits down with Chris Grundler, the director of the Office of Transportation and Air Quality at the EPA and he revealed how the agency is approaching the issue. But much has changed. Everything is changing, as you know, John, in this business uh, since, since 2012, not the least of which is nearly every country on the planet has agreed to reduce their emissions. And if we're going to achieve what science is telling us to achieve, which is roughly an 80% reduction in emissions by mid-century, we can't afford to continue to be just thinking about incremental improvements. We have to be looking for game-changing um, situations. And like I said, this, the industry is in the midst of transforming itself with new players coming into the business with capital, um, with, with the big demographic changes that are underway, with, with new um, mobility businesses cropping up, uh, and with, with the advent of new fuels and low-carbon fuels. So I think we in government need to be willing to open our minds and, and transform public policy as well. And, and what I try to convince the audience here is, is that we need to begin a conversation about what's next. What does the post-2025 period look like, given all these imperatives, not the least of which is to avoid the worst impact of climate change. So what does that mean? That means designing a policy framework that tries to realign these incentives that encourages and not inhibits these changes, actually accelerates these transformative 
changes and, and looks at how do we integrate uh, fuels into this policy? How do we integrate some of these new firms? What about all this new technology? What is the role of our public util uh, utilities? So I think we need to have that conversation while we um, make the decision with respect to 2025. This industry is just, it's too important. We, we're not going to be able to address climate change without transportation. John also talks to representatives from the California Air Resources Board and the Alliance of Automobile Manufacturers to get their assessment of how the industry is progressing and meeting future fuel economy and emission regulations. So head on over to Autoline.tv or our YouTube channel to watch that entire discussion. But that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching. Go out and have a great weekend, and we'll be right back here on Monday. The Wards Auto UX Conference will explore the latest technologies and consumer expectations for tomorrow's automotive user experience. See presentations from FCA and Continental on strategies for branding UX and hear a keynote from Dave Lyon of Pocket Square, an innovator in the field of user experience design. We will recognize the winners of Wards Auto's 10 Best UX Awards and you can check out all the winning vehicles on the show floor. Join us October 4 in Novi. Register now at wardsauto.com UX.